Welcome to episode 26 of Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. Thanks to energy psychology and the help of some brilliant therapists, I've been able to become anxiety-free, comfortable, and relaxed in social situations. Now, on this show, I interview experts, psychologists, psychotherapists, coaches, therapists each week to explore different social anxiety solutions from both Western traditional psychology as well as Eastern energy psychology. So each week, we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Now, today is episode 26 of the podcast. We're celebrating our six-month anniversary, and today I'm interviewing... Sebastian van der Schrier, on his insights and overcoming social anxiety. Here's a bit about Sebas. Sebastian is a personal coach specialized in helping people overcome social anxiety. He's someone who developed social anxiety around the age of 12 and suffered from it for over a decade. Around age 16 or 17, he stumbled onto a program that explained that he was dealing with a psychological problem that he could actually overcome. This led him to trying anything and everything to overcome it, from self-help books to psychological advice, from affirmations and visualizations to changing his thoughts to hypnosis, working with an NLP expert, and forcefully facing his worst fears. And this only brought him minimal results. So he continued his search for solutions to his problems. He eventually stumbled onto a strange-looking technique called EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. Now, after some initial skepticism that this was actually real or that it could work for him, he started trying it out and eventually he experienced a profound emotional shift when he worked with a practitioner of the technique. From this point forward, he started using EFT to resolve his own social anxiety. And a few years after this, once he had resolved the bulk of his own social anxiety, Sebastian started coaching other social anxiety sufferers. Since 2009, Sebastian has been coaching socially phobic clients to resolve their social anxiety and feel calm and confident in social situations. Today, he's a personal coach who's trained in EFT tapping to high levels, who worked with and studied under the leading experts, who has been guided by his own high-level coach for years, who trained in several of the energy psychology methods available, who has done thousands of coaching sessions with hundreds of socially anxious clients, and who has been anxiety-free himself for years. Sebastian believes that social anxiety can be completely overcome, and he's on a mission to help merge Western traditional psychology and Eastern energy psychology and in doing so facilitate a global optimization of social anxiety treatment. Sebastian, thank you very much for being on the show with us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. So before we get into that discussion, first I want the listeners to get to know you a bit and hear some words of encouragement regarding social anxiety and overcoming it. So let's kick it off with the first section of the show, the inspiration round. Sebastian, I know from experience that overcoming social anxiety can sometimes be quite a struggle. And for some people, uh, it will take some serious time, effort, and dedication to really free themselves and live an enjoyable, authentic life. That's why we do the inspiration round each week. We want to be able to relate to you and hear some words of wisdom. So to kick it off, can you share with us your worst experience with social anxiety? I... (laughs) Can. It's difficult to choose because there have been so many, 
but um, one in particular would be when I was about maybe 15 or 16 years old, and I had a crush on this girl. Uh, her name was Willemine, and um, you know I had a crush on her, and she was dating this other guy for a while, and um, eventually... Uh, we kind of had something that could maybe go somewhere and I was really, really nervous and anxious. And whenever she would enter a place uh, where I was as well, my anxiety would start going up. Now, one day uh, we were sitting in a um, little cafe in my little town that we were at and she came in and I was nervous and eventually we started playing some game, like a card game. And um, I cheated for fun, but she didn't think it was funny. And she called me out on it. Now, we were sitting on the side of a table, like a large table with eight other friends. And she called me out on cheating. And I got massively embarrassed and ashamed because, you know, everyone knew that I had a crush on this girl. And she was now disapproving of me and going against me. And, you know, I couldn't hide my red tomato face (laughs) at all and I was you know felt so humiliated and embarrassed and anxious and you know that was a prior to this I had some anxiety in uh in certain situations after this event after this experience it it actually got worse so that that would be uh, one of the worst ones but there are too many to count I could be talking for hours about this So can you share what is the transformation that you went through to overcome your social anxiety and share where you're at now? Okay. Well, uh, most people know the bulk of my story, so I'll shorten that down a bit. Um, It started when I was 11, uh, 11 or 12. There was an experience with my teacher. She humiliated me in front of the class. And from then on, my social anxiety kind of started. And uh, now I was anxious in situations, in groups where I could potentially become embarrassed and, uh, you know, a blushing problem developed. And then, um, you know, a little bit later when girls came into the picture, uh, it got worse and, you know, there was more shame, more embarrassment and a lot more anxiety. Now I felt like a big loser and I felt that everyone was better than me and, um, you know, I, I had lost my, my, I was, I was a uh, quite a popular kid, quite outgoing, um, uh, you know, loud. I was the strongest in class growing up. So that gave me a certain status. And uh, I, I kind of lost that because, you know, being popular with girls was now very important. And if there was anything I was not, it was that. You know, I couldn't talk to them or be with the ones that I was attracted to to save my life. And, um, you know, I was very ashamed of that. So I didn't want to be in situations where attractive women were. So going out to a, a club or a pub or just being around my buddies talking about women or talking about sex or anything like that, that would really uh, make me extremely anxious and nervous. And, you know, I would blush and, you know, people asking, oh, so boss, do you have a girlfriend yet? I would hate it then because immediately I would start blushing and it was just a big, big mess. And then once uh, I, I eventually stumbled onto some information some kind of a dating program that talked about how your inner psychology is responsible for the problems that you have, mainly your beliefs. 
your negative limiting beliefs. And when you have negative limiting beliefs, such as, you know, I'm not good enough, or people don't like me, or I have to be perfect to be accepted, I have to be the coolest, those kind of beliefs kind of cause the problem that you have. And when you overcome these beliefs, then, um, you know, your, your problem will disappear. Well, when I heard that, that was amazing. And I really believed the guy because, uh, you know, the, the program that was presented to me uh, was very professionally done. And, um, and that kind of set me on a path of self-development. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. I have to overcome this problem. And then um, I started out by doing affirmations and visualizations and reading all the self-help material I could get my hands on. And, you know, I went to NLP practitioners and uh, hypnosis tapes and, you know, just anything and everything I could get my hands on. And one of the things that was really important that everyone stressed on and hammered on was facing your fears. You got to face your fears. When you face your fears, the death of fear is certain. You got to face your fears. And everyone was hammering on about that. So I faced my fears and I won't go into details because it becomes a bit of a boring story if you already heard it but basically uh, I would uh, a couple of things I did was uh, get myself purposely rejected by by women by you know women or groups of women by walking up to them and saying hey you like me give me your number and I would get rejected uh, other things I did was uh, smearing bright red lipstick on my lips and my face and walking through the city and starting conversations with people um, you know, trying to pick up girls, all the things that I was really, really afraid of, I, I, uh, I did those. Now, I didn't do that consistently because it asked way too much out of me. But the times that I did do it, I did get a confidence boost out of it at the end of it. But it took me days, uh, you know, it, it took me days of extreme fear and anxiety, not being able to sleep, to work up the courage to actually do this. Uh, and the confidence that I got after those experiences soon left me, you know, a couple of days and I was back to square one. I'm like, man, what they're saying just, it just doesn't work for me. So there must be something better out there. So I always kept looking and eventually I found EFT, which is the tapping. Uh, it's, it's a psychological form of acupuncture. And instead of using needles, you tap with the tips of your fingers on specific acupressure points on the body. Now, while you, when you do that, while you're focused in on a problem, the negative emotions connected to that problem dissolve and release. So if, uh, if there's a, a nervousness you have thinking about something and you focus on that something, that something is the problem, and you start doing the tapping, the nervousness gets disconnected from the something that you're thinking about. All right. So when I first heard that, I was like, okay, that's nonsense, cannot be true. Yeah, right. But I did my research and eventually I worked with an, uh, with an expert and I, um, in, in a workshop and he had me talk about how I didn't have a girlfriend or how I hadn't had sex. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what the problem was that I brought up, but I do know that it was my biggest secret and nobody could find out. And here I was at this workshop um, sharing this with these people and in a group uh, form, and I became massively embarrassed and ashamed and humiliated. And he's like, now start doing the tapping. Now, as I start doing the tapping, all of that shame, embarrassment, and humiliation kind of flushed out of my body. Is an actual shift happened. So I went from 100% embarrassed shame, uh, and ashamed to 
completely calm, relaxed, and, and, and at ease. Like a feeling of peace was replaced, uh, or you know, it was replaced by a feeling of peace. And that was such a profound experience. I was like, oh my God, for years and years, I've been doing all these affirmations and facing my fears, changing my thoughts, all that stuff. Hardly any progress. And now I do this, and I have such a profound shift, and I could talk about it. You know, uh, I could talk about the same thing that I didn't have a girlfriend or hadn't had sex in a long time and there was no shame whatsoever and I couldn't even bring it back. Now that was profound. Now that definitely didn't solve my social anxiety right there on the spot, but it did shift it already a bit. I felt a little bit more comfortable in certain situations, felt a tiny bit less of a loser, had a bit more self-acceptance and uh, that set me on a path to resolve it completely. Now... Um, after that initial experience, I worked uh, with a bunch of practitioners of the EFT technique, and uh, it was it, it, it took me quite a long time to fully resolve it. But each time that I that I did some inner work, I felt a bit more comfortable with myself. I had a, a less situations that would trigger anxiety, and over time. Uh, my general anxiety, because I used to wake up, uh, you know, maybe not wake up anxious, but soon my anxiety would start. And my generalized anxiety became less and less and less. And the situations in which I would get anxious also became less and less. And I would, you know, go about my day and I would find myself in a situation where I formerly was anxious. And now all of a sudden I realized, like, hey, I'm, I'm comfortable here. Oh, that's great. I used to be anxious here and now I no longer am. Awesome. But then I would get triggered again in a different situation. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm still anxious. I'll never overcome this, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, what, what I since realized is it's a matter of persistence. You got to address all of the single triggers, all of the things that trigger anxiety, all of the beliefs, all of the resistances, all of the self judgments. And it's a matter of chipping away, you know, peeling the layers of the onion until you get to your core self. You're not born with a social anxiety disorder. So as you get rid of all of that, um, you start to come to a place where you're just at ease with yourself. So, you know, wh- where am I today? Well, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. I'm, I, I like myself. I trust myself. I respect myself. And that's not to say, like, I'm full of myself. This is just, this is... Uh, a normal way of being, you know, and uh, I got to that place by, by doing the inner work. And now when I, when I interact with people, I can connect. Like I look someone in the eyes. I don't hate them. I don't expect that they hate me, which was the case before. You know, I feel good. I like myself. I like people. I expect to be liked. And uh, I just feel safe to be myself. I'm not thinking about what I have to say or what I have to do. Things just come out of my mouth. It just goes automatically. And um, as I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm remembering how this was such a, um, a, ge- uh, a, a gentle progression. It wasn't that all of a sudden I was anxiety-free and now all my problems were resolved. No, not at all. Like um, I went from massive anxiety to less anxiety to almost no anxiety to no anxiety. But when I was at no anxiety, that didn't mean that all my relationships were fantastic because I still in um, in interactions with people, I I would just be bored or be very judgmental still when I couldn't enjoy myself uh, talking with people 
like uh, I couldn't really connect. And that was a that was a whole uh, you know a second part of my journey to actually be able to uh, enjoy myself with other people to really like interacting with people. And formerly that was possible, but only when I was drunk. And you know now I, I don't drink. Um, you know I haven't been drinking in a couple of years mainly because I don't you know I drink maybe once every couple of months, but I I don't like being hungover so much, and I like my life so much. Um, that I don't want to be hung over and uh, just don't enjoy it so much anymore. So, um, you know, getting to that place where I'm sober and I'm comfortable with myself and I'm connecting with people and I actually really enjoy hanging out with people and people hang out, uh, enjoy hanging out with me and I get invited for things and I have close friends and I go to places and everywhere uh, I come, I, I have, have a good time and I'm not nervous about you know, meeting new people or anything like that. That's been you know, a second part of the journey, if you will. And that's, that also has taken time. However, it's been so worth it. I mean, what are the options? What, what's the alternative? Okay, you know, I'll just stay anxious or okay, I'll just won't be able to connect with people. But, you know, you're I, like me personally, I just wanted to keep going um, until I was not just completely anxiety free, but, uh, you know, uh, until I was also at a point where I actually enjoyed interacting with just about anyone. I'm sure there are some people that I don't really like uh, hanging out with. There are some. <laughs> but, you know, most people, most situations, I really enjoy being in. So uh, I guess that's where I'm at now. Thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> All right, so many social anxiety sufferers have tried many things to overcome their social anxiety, but they've made very little progress, if any. And they fear they'll have to live with their social anxiety for the rest of their lives and they're frustrated to their core. What can you say to someone who feels that way to provide some hope and perspective? Okay, good question. Well, um, (laughs) yeah, when you're listening to this and you have not been able to overcome your social anxiety yet, that can have a variety of reasons. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Doesn't just means that you haven't found the right way for you yet. Now, there are many resources out there. If you've only tried Western traditional psychology, hey, there's Eastern energy psychology, the EFT tapping I just ta- uh, talked about. You can find that on Google, it, you know, Google EFT, emotional freedom techniques. You can download it for free. You can start trying it out. There are a variety of other different techniques. Uh, start trying that out. If you haven't tried that yet, uh, sorry, if you have already tried that, but you're still not getting any results, Boom, there are also reasons for that. So learn more, you know, find out more information, study, go to my website, read about it. If you have done all of that and you're still not getting any results, work with an expert. Find someone who can help you. There are tons of people out there who can help you. So, you know, um, I I think we're living in 2015, social anxiety is no longer a problem that you cannot completely overcome. However, look at where you're at and look at the results you're getting and take the steps necessary in order to move to the next place. There are solutions out there. So hope that's helpful. Great. Well, let's move on 
now that we've gotten some inspiration to the social anxiety topic of the day. All right. Well, Sebastian, we talk about overcoming social anxiety today to offer new insights and empowerment to social anxiety sufferers worldwide. Seb, what is the most effective approach to overcome social anxiety? Well, the current most recommended approach to overcome social anxiety in traditional Western psychology involves changing your thinking, being mindful, practicing social skills, and progressively desensitizing yourself to feared situations, feared social situations, by pushing yourself to face them. Now, while this approach yields some results for some people, my experience is that social anxiety sufferers can get far better and much faster results when they use some of the wisdom from Western traditional psychology and blend this with the powerful release methods and techniques from the field of energy psychology. My experience, and that of many of the psychologists and psychotherapists that have been interviewed on this show, is that there are currently far more gentle and far more effective approaches available today than just those in traditional psychology. However, many of these effective tools and techniques and strategy and methods that fall under the name of energy psychology are ignored by mainstream psychology. And this is despite the evidence of energy psychology's effectiveness. And there have been plenty of studies. For example, uh, there have been over 60 energy psychology studies published in peer-reviewed journals. 20 of these are randomized controlled trials. And 98% of the studies done on energy psychology show that it is highly effective. Now, those are numbers, but my personal experience and my experience as a coach is just solely focused on helping socially ang- uh, anxious clients to release their you know, social anxieties that you get far better results using both energy psychology and traditional psychology. So I'd say that a mix of best of both worlds is what's going to get you the best results. Okay, thanks for that. Well, Seb, why do so many people stay stuck in their social anxiety even when they use energy psychology? Well, there are various reasons for this, uh, too many to all get into, but I'll share some of the most common reasons people stay stuck. One, there's uh, a specific order and sequence to change and also to overcoming social anxiety. And if you go about it in the wrong order, you can end up staying stuck. Let me give you an example. If you're refusing to accept your anxiety and you refuse to accept yourself as long as you're dealing with it, then you cannot free yourself of it, or at least not completely. And if you're dealing with subconscious resistance and you don't move past this resistance, then it's like you're swimming upstream and then you, know, you also keep struggling. But when you, uh, you know, first do the inner work to achieve this acceptance and you release this resistance, then you can become unstuck and you finally start making some progress. Um, Another reason people remain stuck is because they underestimate the complexity of the problem. And, you know, they might hear about energy psychology and they think, well, I just do a bit of tapping and I clear some past experiences and voila, I'm forever socially confident. But (laughs) it's not really the way it works. Social anxiety is in many cases a persistent problem that links itself to many areas of your life. And, you know, you can make big progress 
quickly when you address it in the right way, but it will still take effort and persistence to overcome it completely. And many sufferers who underestimate the stubbornness of the problem give up after some initial tapping efforts, thinking, well, this is too hard for me, or you know, I'm too tough of a case, I'm too far gone, this won't work for me. You know, other sufferers stay stuck because they, you know, they overestimate how, how hard it is or how difficult it is, and they think it's just too much work and they feel overwhelmed. But when you know what to do, it actually becomes a lot easier. It becomes a matter of continuing to put in the effort and, and take the steps forward. And once you have the right mindset, overcoming your and, and, and the right tools and techniques and strategies, then overcoming your social anxiety becomes a game of persistence. You know, each time you take some action and you heal, you get one step closer to freedom. Each time you take a step forward, you get closer to being calm and confident socially. So, uh, and, and then finally, you know, some people remain stuck in their social anxiety because their social anxiety is actually just one of their problems. And, you know, these people might have other compounding problems such as moderate to severe depression or personality disorders. And these need to be treated first, separately from the social anxiety with the help of a face-to-face experienced and empathic therapist before they can resolve their social anxiety. Okay, thank you for that. Well, let's, let's move on to the solutions round. Well, Seb, I know you probably have a lot of uh, tools, tips, techniques, strategies, and so on. So, um, yeah, we'd like to hear about some of these. So, Seb, through your journey of uh, self-improvement and working with clients, what's the most effective tool or technique or strategy that you've experienced that that people can use today? Well, I want to mention a couple. Um, For one, you know, of course, uh, EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, tapping. Now, there's a variety of... um, different names for EFT you know EFT started out with um, you know the basic recipe you know basic EFT from Gary Craig uh, the founder and since then uh, many people have uh, given it different names uh, but it all basically comes down to doing the actual tapping but um, you know tapping or EFT tapping or you know the, the the various forms of it I find to be uh, very effective. You can be very clever with it, combining it with Western traditional psychology. You know, you know, you you have your CBT and you add tapping to it, and it's CBT on steroids. You have your, uh, you know, uh, NLP. You add tapping to it, it's NLP on steroids. So uh, you can be very specific with it, and I can address just about any problem. Uh, with it so it's very versatile and you can use it very specifically so tapping you know is uh is 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 really great another thing i want to mention is uh is logosynthesis this is something i only recently found out i've inter i've I've heard (laughs) that you interviewed him on this show um two weeks ago and um you know i've experienced that and that's very powerful it's a a bunch of phrases that you say while you focus in on a uh, specific memory or you know negative fantasy and uh, it works really quickly and really thoroughly uh retrieving all the energy and negative emotions connected to something like that um other than that um 
I would like to give the emotion code an honorable mention. I'll, uh, I hope that you can one day get the, uh, the originator of the emotion code on this show. It's a bit far out there, a bit woo-woo, but I've experienced tremendous change with it myself. And um, you know, I've also seen it work with other people. And um, other than that, I definitely would recommend people checking out Pranic Healing. Um, that's something I've experienced only recently. You know, I only started out with it a couple of months ago. And it's, uh, it's pretty profound stuff. And it's, it's very easy because you don't have to dig into... Um, you know, what the, it's, it's not a psychological thing. It's like an overall healing. You show up at uh, one of these pranic healers and you, you have a little bit of a talk and you lie down on the floor and they do the healing for you. It's a uh, pretty profound stuff. Um, I'd say something like pranic healing, you would also ideally, in my opinion, want to combine with some cognitive um, stuff as well. And then uh, TAT tapas acupressure technique so th- those are uh, some of the really amazing techniques that um that that i recommend checking out learning about experiencing working with practitioners and uh, these techniques you know if you're if you're used to just changing your thoughts they will rock your world they are really really amazing and uh, that's not to say western traditional psychology you know cbt and uh, and even uh, you know nlp and hypnosis are not amazing cuz they are but you know we want to have a comprehensive approach to overcoming social anxiety we don't want to exclude things we want to have everything included so there you go All right, thanks, Seb. Let's move on to the final empowerment round. So, Seb, to empower people on their sometimes challenging journey from social anxiety to social confidence, two more quick questions for resources before we say goodbye. One, can you please share with us a book, movie, biography, YouTube video, movie, or resource that you could recommend that is empowering and then share why you chose that? Okay, well, I'm going to give you two. One, The Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. That is a fantastic book that was recommended to me by my coach maybe two years ago, and I loved reading it. It's really about uh, a journey of uh, self-discovery and persistence, and I think uh, when you read this book, you can uh, really relate to it, and uh, I think you'll, you'll find comfort in it. It's, uh, it's an ins- inspirational book. Other than that, I recommend, um, you know, this is something I recently um, listened to, the audiobook of Nelson Mandela, A Long Walk to Freedom, as well as his documentary, extremely empowering. You know, if you think you're going through a tough time, well, you are, but, you know, read his story and uh, I think you'll be inspired to do whatever it takes to get your challenge handled so you can, uh, you know, inspire other people just like uh, someone amazing like he, he did. All right. Okay, Seb, well, please leave us with uh, where we can find out more about you and then end by sharing your favorite quote with our listeners that empowers them okay well 
People can find out more about me by going to my website, which is socialanxietysolutions.com. On there, you'll find free reports explaining visually how to become anxiety-free, a bunch of tapping videos explained how to you know, use tapping to overcome your social anxiety and a whole bunch more. Now, my favorite quote, this is um, probably not my current favorite quote. However, this was my favorite quote when I was in the process of overcoming my social anxiety. And I think it will be very helpful for you too. So I actually had this printed out and posted on my wall and, you know, uh, it would it would empower me and strengthen me and like even anger me and like, you know, no way that I'm going to continue living like this. I deserve so much better than this. I am going to get this handled no matter what it takes. And, you know, even just thinking back to it now and, you know, I had to look up this quote before uh, I started recording this. It sends, um, you know, in the Netherlands, they call it chicken skin. It sends goosebumps up my body. It's very empowering. It's from Theodore Roosevelt, and I'll read it to you now. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short and short again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat." Thank you very much for listening, for sticking with me for the 26 episodes. I'm happy we're at the six-month mark. And there is some really, really exciting stuff coming up for the podcast. Um, Some really amazing guests. And there's also going to be a journey, which is going to start, you know, the, the, the the, the lead up to the journey is going to start in December and then the journey is going to start in January 2016. So very exciting stuff coming up. And I'll also be hosting a free webinar in the coming weeks, figuring out how to get that uh, set up properly. And it's going to be a live webinar. So you might want to have a look at that. It's going to be exciting. All right. So hope this has helped you and uh, look forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye for now.